Hello and welcome back to the Daily Study of the Way of Mastery. I'm Jason Amoroso, your guide and friend, and today I'm on the road in Phoenix. I'm in a hotel room this morning and the air is blowing. Not sure how to turn it off, so if you hear a little bit of a background noise, that's what it is. I'm in Phoenix, about to have my first coaching session, which I'm extremely excited about. As a coach, I have coaches. And today I'm doing my first session with a man named Steve Hardison. You can check him out at theultimatecoach.com. And Steve is a student of A Course in Miracles and The Way of Mastery. So I'm really excited to connect with him on that level and see what's possible uh, in my world and what I can create uh, with his partnership and support. So I'm really looking forward to that. I thought that was a nice synchronicity. And we're going to dive in today. Lesson seven, birthing the mind of Christ, the opening section one. And we're going to start with paragraph 15, where Jeshua continues. Love you, therefore, one another. And love you, therefore, the self that has been given unto you of the Father. Learn to hear only that voice. Learn to desire only that voice. Learn to follow only that voice that knows the truth that is true always. I and my heavenly Father are one. This world is but a passing shimmer and a dream. It holds no value save that which Christ can bring to it. Only love is real. Anything else is the choice to momentarily believe in illusion. And I don't know why, but one of the first things that popped into my brain just right now was Charles Dickens, uh, the Christmas story with Scrooge, where he's visited by the three ghosts. And really, the, the moral of that story is love, right? Everyone's going through their own thing. There's money, there's not money, there's death, there's life, there's employment and just all politics. There's all kinds of things that are happening kind of in this world of illusion, but only love is real. When it comes down to it, all we truly want is to love and be loved. Isn't that a Beatles lyric? In the end, all, all we want is to be loved and to be loving. That's really all that is truly real. And we take None of this with us, right? You can't, you know, you never see a uh, what a, a bank a bank on the back of a hearse. Like you're not taking it with you. When we uh, are no longer on this plane, all we have is the love that we are, and the love we've shared with others. But we get so caught up in everything else, and. Part of that is the design of this society and culture that we've collectively created. But I think it's a manifestation of the ego, of distraction, of keeping you so hyper-focused on all these things. It just changes depending on the times. The technology is different, but the issues are still the same. No matter what point in history you go to, there's always going to be distraction. There's always ego. 
let's not delude ourselves into thinking that it was any different at other times. I think just now it's more in our face than ever. And we've we've created this unsustainable way of living. And I would say then the Holy Spirit uses it and we've created it to wake ourselves up, to be like, oh my gosh, this is so unsustainable. It's like COVID, the blessing of the worldwide COVID pandemic was that it woke so many people up. It forced so many people to be still, to be still, to not be caught up in the busy. Now we still could do that on our screens and all that stuff, but it definitely slowed the world down. And a lot of people did a lot of soul searching and healing work and inner work than ever before, I would say. And it accelerated the awakening on the planet, whereby from a different perspective, it accelerated the fear. I think from the true perspective, it accelerated the love and the healing. So Let's go back to what Jeshua was saying. This is in all italics. Love you, therefore, one another. So simple. It sounds so simple. And yet, when you see another person, do you love them? Do you see them as God incarnate? Do you see that if Jesus was in front of you right now, you'd be like, oh, my God, Jesus, I love you. Thank you so much. You would feel his love. You would see him differently if any of the saints or sages or, you know, somebody who you look up to as an example of loving was in front of you. Like, just take Jesus, Jeshua. If Jeshua's in front of you right now and his law, whatever he's looking like, but you know it's him and you feel his love, you would be in awe, right? You would be so grateful. You would feel something in you. Can you feel that same way for the gas station attendant? Like, isn't this where the rubber meets the road? Honestly, can you feel that same way for the person that cuts you off in traffic or the person that's checking you out at Best Buy or the the person that's giving you a hard time on customer service over the phone and not really being very helpful? Like, can you bring that same level of love? Can you see and know that person, that human being, the same way you see and know Jeshua? That's where the rubber meets the road. That's that's our opportunities every single day. We're not waiting for some grand moment to finally be the love that we know we are. You get millions of moments throughout the day, thousands of moments throughout the day. When you see some, when you see a politician on the screen, do you say, "Wow, that's God incarnate. Look at the absolute magnificent beauty and power and love and creativity and just." the essence of God itself right there. No, you say, oh, that's Mitch McConnell, ugh. Or you say, oh, that's uh, Chuck Schumer, ugh. Or whatever, whatever you do, right? But you don't see God when you hear the news about China and they just show masses of Chinese people walking and they're talking about the Chinese government and the Bidens or the Trumps and the Russia gate or whatever the hell, like it doesn't matter. That's the whole point. That's why I try and bring up all the different things that people can get triggered over. The global warming, all the conspiracies, but they're not conspiracies, but they are the UFOs, the, the, all the things. Can you see it all as God, especially those that are it's so acceptable to hate? It doesn't mean we tolerate murder or abuse or sex trafficking. By all means, let us rise up in love in the face of that, in strong love, in what we will not tolerate 
because we love ourselves so much and yet know that I am God in the midst of you. And if that is true for me, that must be true for you. That must be true of everything in existence. These teachings are not convenient. They're not of the world. If you're trying to bring Jeshua's teachings into the world, it's going to be very hard in terms of what I'm talking about now. Like we've made God in our image and likeness in religion, in traditional religion. Like we've made a vengeful, jealous, judging God who feigns to be loving. I love you so much, but if you're bad, you're going to hell. Like what? We've made God in our image instead of rising above and seeing ourselves in the higher image of God. That God is pure loving, pure grace, beyond duality, beyond right and wrong, beyond survival and death. There is no death in God. There's only eternal life, literally. And these ideas really challenge what we've been conditioned into, which is an illusion. The Matrix is, you know, they say the Matrix is a documentary. (laughs) They say that for a reason, you know. Love you, therefore one another, all in italics for emphasis. And if you don't know what that looks like, when you see another person, have the intention of seeing the God within them, beyond their surface, beyond their appearance of what they look like, their hair color, their hairstyle, their dress, their socioeconomic status. See beyond the trappings of this personality that's totally made up to the essence of the God within to the life force that has created the Grand Canyon or waterfalls or the beauty of Hawaii or whatever other places on earth that are incredible, that same life force. Like this is kind of how my weird brain thinks. Sometimes I look at a body, a person, like I'll look at my nose or someone's nose and be like, how did it create? Like it's perfect. It's incredible, the design. It's mind-boggling. Like, how do the cells know to go in that shape so that the nose looks like that and the elbow and the bone? Like, how does it know? It's mind-boggling. We don't slow down enough to just experience or be curious about that in our life. If we did, our whole lives would change because you'd realize how little you really know from your brain and your ego and how there's an infinite intelligence. How does the acorn know to become an oak tree? Well, it's the photosynthesis and it's the, you know, the nutrients and the hydrogen and the nitrogen in the soil that create this, but like, how does it know? There's a life force doing all of this. <laughs> it's, it's humbling. And maybe science is going to try and explain away everything. And then once science has explained everything, there'll still be the mystery. There, there will still be the mystery. And then finally, maybe we'll, we'll let go and let God. <laughs> maybe. Some of us. Love you, therefore, one another. Just feel how your heart is open or closed. See if you're seeing another as an, an other or as one, the same as you. 
And Jeshur says, and love you therefore this self with a capital S, not the small self, the personal self, the ego, separate, scared, lacking self, survival mode self, specialness self, the self, the true self, the wave in the ocean self that has been given unto you of the Father. The gift of you, your existence is a gift that life has given you out of pure love and you don't owe anything. How amazing is that? Are you willing to receive that? And then this next part is so good. Learn to hear only that voice. Learn to desire only that voice. Learn to follow only that voice. So to hear, to desire, and to follow. And only is in italics. But how do we learn? That's the key. Words matter. Learn to hear only that voice. How do you learn something? Well, first, we usually learn by like some kind of theory. We read something in a book. A teacher tells us something. We hear an idea. It's a theory. But that's not enough. I went to law school for three years and learned a lot of the law. But when people graduate law school, you don't know how to practice the law. You don't know how to do the law. You learn about it. You can read how to ride a bicycle. You can watch a YouTube video on how to ride a bicycle. You can learn about it, the theory, the idea, and even watch someone do it. But you got to do it. That's how we learn. We learn by experiencing and doing. So we learn the theory. We go from theory to practice to mastery. And I, I got that model, which is I, I, my model was information, application, transformation. Theory, practice, mastery. That's from Brian Johnson, another coach, mentor of mine. So theory to practice to mastery. The theory is the reading. It's the ideas. It's the information. Then you got to practice it. And what happens when you practice riding a bike? You fall down. You scrape your knee. It's, the, it's, it's a process. But if you don't quit and you keep doing it, eventually you're going to learn. How does a baby learn how to walk? The parent stands them up on their legs, kind of gets, you know, they kind of get to feel what it feels like to have some weight on their feet, build those muscles a little bit, build that motory, motor sensory stuff. But they got to start trying to walk. And what do they do? They fall down. And the baby doesn't say, oh, you dumbo, what's wrong with you? Why do you keep falling down? No, the baby just, okay, I fell down. Let me just get back up and try again. Oh, guess that's not happening again. Guess that's not happening today. Let's try again tomorrow. It's not judging itself every time it quote unquote fails or doesn't succeed or is not doing doing it right. That's what we do to ourselves. When you first started driving a car, you went through driver's ed, but you still didn't know crap. Teenagers think they know how to drive. They think they know everything, but it's not until you get in, you get experience and you make mistakes. That's part of it. You're going to make mistakes, but that's how we learn. Isn't that how you learn? How have you ever learned by not making mistakes? Be honest. You haven't. The only way you've learned is, yes, information, but then applying it and getting experience through mistakes, through, quote unquote, failures, and then through the hard, challenging times. That's how we grow. But yet we're so quick to judge ourselves and judge our life when it doesn't look perfect. And that's just the game of the ego. Because it's going to use everything for judgment and separation and lack and scarcity and fear. It's just what it does. It's the nature of it. We don't need to change it or fix it or deny it or kill it. 
We just need to see that's what it does and then see that Jeshua is saying we've just given all of our attention over to it. We've just given it so much power when there's no power. We've given it all the power. We've given it all the attention. Let's shift our focus and spend a whole lot more time on loving, on opening our hearts, on being generous and kind and compassionate and practicing that and mastering that. And then you will learn to hear only that voice because you've given it all your attention over and over and over again. And then you hear the voice of the ego and it just doesn't feel good. So you're like, ooh, I made a mistake there. I was listening to the wrong voice. Okay, next time I'm gonna listen to the voice of love. And then you learn from that. Learn to desire only the voice of love. I desired greed or I desired to you know, win. At, you know, I desired to get something at the expense of somebody else. That didn't feel good. Can I desire to, for everyone to um, experience love, for everyone to uh, get what they need in a way? That my desires can be different than your desires, and that's okay. Learn to follow only that voice. How many? How often do we follow the voice of the ego? Do we follow the, follow the voice of fear? Oh, I want to look good in front of people. I want them to like me, so I'm going to make a little bit of a little bit of a sarcastic joke at someone else's expense. It's not really hurtful, and you know. But I'm going to make a joke at someone else's expense so other people will laugh at it and then I'll get a little more esteem or approval from them. I've done that so many times. I'm not proud of it. I'm for, I forgive myself for doing that, but I'm seeing that that's where it came from. So next time I want to make a different choice. Next time I'm going to be more aware in that moment where my little brain wants to get a, a dopamine of approval from other people at the expense of if I make a joke at someone else's expense. But I'm not going to be super mean. I'm not a mean person. I'm just going to poke a little fun. But I know what I'm doing. And next time I do that, I'm going to say, oh, there's that urge to do that. I'm going to take a breath. And I don't want that. I want to make a different choice. And I practice that over and over and over again. Theory, practice, mastery. Jeshua is giving us the theory. It's in this book. Put it into practice. He gives us the exercises to practice. Now, the commitment and the consistency, that's part of what this podcast is about. A little bit each day. Instead of trying to read, get through the whole book, I got all the information. I read the way of mastery. I like, oh my gosh, I can't, this one, one fr- uh, friend, colleague of mine, Uh, I remember talking to years ago and they're like, oh, I was talking about doing the I was in the middle of A Course in Miracles, the lessons, you know, 365 daily lessons. And there were some days at that point in my life where I was less consistent with everything than I am now. I would think I was like 15 years ago. Um, So I was in my like late 20s. And um, and I was like, yeah, I'm in Course in Miracles. I'm doing the the daily lessons. And I think I'm on lesson like, I don't know, 235. And, you know, it's been over a year already, but I'm I'm doing it every day. I get more consistent. And they're like, oh, yeah, Course in Miracles. I think I did that. I think I I think I did those lessons, you know. And I was like, what? It, it boggled my mind. One, I was like, I don't believe you. I, didn't, I don't know if I said that. Because how can you do A Course in Miracles? How can you do 365 daily lessons and not remember that and not have that change your life and change your being? So first I was like, yeah, I don't think you did inside. I didn't say that out loud, but but it was like, I don't even know where I got off of the tangent. Oh, man. But that flabbergasted me that somebody could think they did it and they they didn't i don't know maybe i'll remember where i got off on that tangent 
But I love you guys, and I appreciate being on this journey where I, sometimes I have this point, and then I get into a little too much detail where I forget the point. And there was something good there, so hopefully you got it. <laughs> All right. Uh, Jeshua, I and my heavenly father are one. This world is but a passing shimmer and a dream. It holds no value save that which Christ can bring to it. There's no value inherently in this world, nothing. Again, we're all gonna we're all gonna leave the body. We're so focused on the body and the physical. It's all t- everything in time is temporary. Every building. Think. Just think about this. Think about 200 years ago. If you if you think about 10,000 years ago, it doesn't even matter. Think about 200 years ago. Every single human on the planet from 200 years ago is dead from a body. They've all died. Every, well, most buildings from 10,000 years ago, if not all structures, are dead. They're gone. They're crumbled, right? Everything in time is temporary. There were famous, we, we, we spend so much time trying to be important or do something significant or try and be famous or leave a legacy. Every legacy from any person's gone from thousands of years ago, except maybe Jeshua and a few other people. But you know what I'm saying? It's like we, we think our lives are so important in this world, but they're not. They're going to be gone. Anything we build or make, money, whatever, it's going to be gone from this physical world. Every uh, Sometimes I have this thought that like when I watch a movie, maybe it's from – I just saw the, the series The English, which is actually really violent. But it's a good series. It's a good story. Um, my dad recommended it to me, The English on Amazon Prime. Like all those people from the 18 whatever hundreds in the West, dead, gone. Like whatever has been built is gone. So it's all a shimmering dream. It holds no value. Save that which Christ, which love, which the Holy Spirit will bring to it. It's We're in this school of learning and growth of remembering that we are spirit, that we are love, that we are love incarnate. That we are here to create from love, just to follow love, because love wants to extend itself more, to expand itself more. Anything else is the choice to momentarily believe in illusion. And Jeshua is not judging you. Hey, if you're believing in illusion, you're not spiritual enough. You're not worthy enough. He's not saying any of that. He's just saying what it is. It's a momentary belief in illusion. And if you're an illusion, you're going to suffer. It's not bad. It's not wrong. It's just cause and effect because it's not true. If you're believing in and buying into something that's not true, it's an illusion, fear, lack, scarcity, unworthiness, shame. There's something inherently sinful and bad and wrong about you. If you're believing in that and and all the things that – all the actions taken out of that belief – that's created all the things in the world that have been created out of that belief that are illusory as well, you're gonna suffer. So I'm so Jesh was like, I'm here to show you a different way. I'm here to show you a true way. That's what you are anyway, that's what you want in your heart anyway, even if you've temporarily forgotten that you want it. Because you can't deny the truth of your suffering on some level. The striving, the suffering, the trying to get. You can't deny, no matter who you are, that there's something that seems to be missing inside of you and in the world. 
And Jester is just speaking to that. For those that aren't ready quite yet to hear, don't want to hear yet, they can't deny that. And so Jeshua just speaks to that. And when someone's ready, they'll hear it. When someone is ready, they will hear it. When someone is ready, they will hear it, no matter what you say, no matter what Jeshua says. So say things from love without the expectation or attachment that it's going to change someone else. When they're ready, they'll hear it. When the student is ready, the teacher appears. It's just, it's just that's like law. It must. It's the resonance, the law of vibration, the law of attraction. So we don't have to teach and convert anyone. We can share from the heart and then let it go. I think today we're only going to look at one paragraph, paragraph 15, because we're at 24 minutes. I love you guys. I'm so grateful to be on this journey with you. It's a lot of fun for me. I hope it's fun for you, and I hope it's valuable for you just kind of chewing on these ideas, talking about these ideas, flushing them out, seeing how they apply. Uh, we're all in this journey together. So if, if, if someone, I'm going to keep saying this, if someone popped into your head in your world when you were listening to this, you're like, ooh, I'm thinking of that person on what Jason or Jeshua was talking about and you think it would serve them, they could really, you know, this might serve them to hear this, send, send this episode to them. Because your desire to love and serve another is greater than any insecurity or fear or awkwardness. If you get value from this podcast, please give us a great review and write one or two sentences. Just write something, a review with a written thing is always way more compelling, at least to me when I'm reading reviews about restaurants, than if it's just the five stars for no, with no reason why. And send me an email, hello at revelationbreathwork.com. Or reach out to me on Instagram at revelationbreathwork. Send me an e uh, a DM. Belinda reaching out. I'm so glad that you did reach out and it's so wonderful to be connected with you and to know that we're on this journey together. Have an amazing day and we will see you tomorrow.